Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. It's the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Camillus Golf Club, Welch & Company Jewelers, Rosie's Corner, and Burton Ace Hardware. If you are in and around Central New York, man, you got to stop into Ace Hardware during the holiday season. They're doing the 12 days of Christmas. They have specials left and right, and uh, you can sign up on their app right now for some serious rewards as well. Burton Ace Hardware, it's a great place to be. Route 11 in Burton, right off the Bartell Road exit. And I'll tell you right now, uh, I was in there the other day. It was super busy. Again, inside, outside, whatever you need for your home, they've got it at Burton Ace Hardware from you know garbage cans to shovels to Christmas decorations and more. They have a lot of good stuff over there at Burton Ace Hardware, so make sure you pop on by <clears throat> this holiday season. All right, let's recap what was, you know, just frankly a, a wild, wild, wild uh, week in the NFL. Um, and we'll, we'll start and go all the way back to Thursday, uh, of last week and, and, and really, you know, break some things down here, uh, a week that ended with the Rams beating the, uh, Arizona Cardinals, just a tremendous win for the LA Rams. They really needed it, but we'll, we'll get to all the other games before we break that one down. Um, we go all the way back to Thursday night football and the Vikings basically, I think ended the Pittsburgh Steelers season at 36 to 28 was the score. And, um, you know, the story of this game was obviously, and this wasn't the first game that this happened in, right? This week where team had a really, 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 really big lead, blew the lead, and then made some major plays. Uh, Kirk Cousins uh, made some throws late. Um, you know, the Vikings are six and seven. If they had just a a remotely average defense, this team, I think, would be challenging Green Bay and the NFC North. I really do. Um, just so much Dalvin Cook, 27 carries, 205 yards, two touchdowns. And, and the Steelers, look, again, I give them credit for the comeback. You know, 21 points in the fourth quarter is an awful lot. Um, but it just wasn't meant to be. Um, you know, and uh, Minnesota made enough throws uh, in this game. Uh, late from Cousins, uh, it was, you know, for a while, just you thought they were going to win by 50. Um, once Pittsburgh closed it to 29-20, uh, Minnesota then scored to make it 36-20. That was the K.J. Osborne 62-yard pass from from Cousins. Tremendous, tremendous stuff. The, the, obviously, the best player on the field was, was Dalvin Cook. He was absolutely absurd. I can't even imagine how many fantasy points that was. Um, 
But, you know, Cousins wasn't great in this game. He had two, two TDs, two picks, but the Vikings got away with it. Um, you know, an opportunistic game. Dalvin Cook was an absolute monster. Basically won it for him. Uh, seven catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown for Justin Jefferson. Pretty quiet game for him, right? I mean, considering uh, the normal circumstances. So just a really good win for Minnesota. They're still in the hunt for the postseason Pittsburgh. <clears throat> it's going to be hard now. Uh, they fall to 6 and 6. The Vikings are, are 6 6 and 1, thanks to that great tie against Detroit, right? And then the Vikings are now at 6 and 7, 4 and 2 uh, at home. The Browns beat the Ravens 24 to 22. This was very, very simple. Lamar Jackson got hurt, uh, and it didn't help him. They've battled injuries all over the place. I mean, Marlon Humphrey to, you know, way in the beginning of the year with, J, you know, J.K. Dobbins and company. Uh, just really, really, really hard to win games when you're missing this many people. Um, and now Lamar goes down, and the Ravens, who have not looked really great offensively for weeks, ooh, now we've got some problems. So the Browns win it 24-22. to It wasn't an offensive spectacle on either side. It was just kind of a survival game in the AFC North, right? And the Browns get it done, and they're, you know, hanging on here. Uh, Miles Garrett uh, backed up his words. He was, uh, you know, he's one of the great pass rushers in this game. Uh, still obviously don't like some of the antics on the field. Um, obviously him, you know, bopping Mason Rudolph over the head with a helmet wasn't classy by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a menace. He really is. He had a sack, three tackles, all of which were solo. And, um, you know, Cleveland was able to run the football to an extent to the point where they could get Baker out of that pocket, but Baker was awful. I mean, I just, I would not in any world pay Baker Mayfield a big contract. If I'm Cleveland, you know, I'm trying to, you know, kind of franchise tag him and ride that out as long as I can. And then if he and his agent get pissed off, you just let him walk. I just big. I have seen enough out of Baker Mayfield. I have. I had. I had seen enough going into the draft. Uh, he was a great college player. I commend him for that. But I'm just not a Baker guy. And he has just not produced. The Browns now seven and six. The Ravens are at eight and five. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and our great friends at Bryant and Stratton College. Of Syracuse, we move on to the Titans over the Jaguars, 20 to nothing, in a game that, you know, Tennessee just kind of played an average football game here. They didn't need to do a lot to beat a really bad, I mean, a bad, bad Jaguars team. Tennessee's been banged up all year, really, with their offensive stars and such, and this was a defensive game. You know, they had four picks. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was absolutely lost in this game. Rookie quarterbacks are going to do that. But in all honesty, you know, Tennessee did something the Bills couldn't do, right? Let's beat the Jags. And how dysfunctional are or, you know are the Jaguars? <clears throat> Urban Meyer had a private meeting with his assistant coaches in which he questioned their resumes and said that none of them have won as much as him and that, you know, do you deserve to be here? I mean, I'm kind of paraphrasing and all the rest, but but I got two things on that. One, I understand that head coaches are always tough on their um you know, on, on their assistants. I mean, Bill Parcells was, Jimmy Johnson was, uh, Bill Belichick is. Um, you know, we've seen guys who have really been hard. Bill Walsh, there have been guys who are hard on their assistants. I understand that. However, however, um, you, you, you have to, <laughs> you don't have any credibility if you're Urban Meyer doing that stuff, right? I mean, you just, you, 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 you don't. You don't, I mean, Urban Meyer is not going to the Hall of Fame for, for pro football, and boy, is Sunday different than Saturday, but he was winning everywhere he was in the college level, you know, with Utah, Ohio State, Florida, et cetera. 
Uh, this guy is a complete clown. He has no control over this franchise. I know Shad Khan had said, hey, I'm not going to make any impulsive decisions here, but man, he probably should, right? You print money. That's all you do. Fire him. One and done. The guy's a buffoon. He's out of control. He was out with young girls at a, at, at, at a, at a club uh, lying about you know being home with grandchildren. I mean, it, the guy is a scumbag. He let a domestic uh, abuse case just kind of keep going on his staff uh, at Ohio State. I just I've had enough of Urban Meyer, and uh, I wish nothing but but bad things for him. I just think he's a dick. I really do. Titans twenty to nothing over Jacksonville. The Jags moved to two and eleven uh, in the wrong direction. Zero and six on the road. The Titans now five and two at home. Nine and four. Overall, and they are obviously in the driver's seat to uh, to win the division. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Raiders 48-9. to Whoa, welcome back to Kansas City offense. My goodness, what an unbelievable job by the Chiefs to just kind of sling this thing. And you know what this game looked like to me from the Oakland Raiders? Once they were down 14 to nothing, they just quit. Uh, the Chiefs scored 21 in the second half, a quarter. Tremendous, tremendous balance and, and overall domination. Mahomes, 20-24. His efficiency was crazy, 139.2 rating, 258 yards and two touchdowns. Derek Gore on the ground, Alaire on the ground, three touchdowns producing over 100 yards. Um, you know, Tyree Kill, Hardman, Williams, Pringle, Kelsey, Gore, uh, Gordon, and Edwards Elaire, they all caught balls, and the defense continued to wreak havoc on an offense. They picked off Derek Carr once. You had guys, Tyran Matthew was spectacular. The Chiefs picked up four sacks. They are rolling right now. And to me, it is a Chiefs and Patriots world in the AFC, man. That's the world we're in right now. That's the collision course we are on. Uh, Buffalo is a pretender. Uh, the Titans, they aren't going to go to the Super Bowl without Henry. Uh, you know, the Colts, there's still a little less to be desired there with Carson Wentz. Uh, they're, they're not, they're complete to a degree, but not as complete as, as, as New England and, and Kansas City. You know, LA Chargers are still kind of young guy on the block, inconsistent roller coaster all year. Uh, same thing with the Bengals. I don't trust the Ravens because the offense looks like garbage. It, it, it looks like a Patriots Chiefs world. Now that's today. It could change in a week, could change in two, three, four weeks, but Right now, today, those are the two best teams in the AFC. I don't think there's any arguing it, really. All right, let's move to the other games here. Um, Falcons beat the Panthers 29-21. I, I didn't really know, you know how, to, how to pick this game, but uh, Matt Ryan, um, you know, Atlanta, um, Atlanta just kind of did what they had to do against kind of an inferior team on the road. Um, you know, the Panthers were coming back in this game. You know, you saw Cam, just awful Cam, and you saw a little bit of good Cam, but mostly awful Cam. And it was just a steady um, a steady game, not great for, for all parties on Atlanta. It was just, they, they just beat a team that's reeling right now. Um, Cordell Patterson continues to be a very, very effective red zone weapon. Uh, Atlanta is still hanging around there, man. Somehow, some way, six and seven overall. They're five and eight. Are the Panthers, um, and just a, a team that's really turned into a complete mess. Um, you know, they had that hot start, and and Darnold gets hurt, and now all this, and they bring back Cam at six million a clip. I, I, I just, you know, Matt Rule fires Joe Brady. They're a complete and utter disaster. Um, 
Saints rolled the Jets 30-9. to They're 6-7, and technically still in the hunt. I don't like New Orleans to make the postseason. Zach Wilson was awful in this game, and he is having some unbelievable, unbelievable accuracy issues. Um, you know, throwing the ball, I don't think, was the issue going into this year, um, at least on paper. Um, and, and a lot of that having to, you know, to do with accuracy, but he is not performing well. And you know, what's funny is we've seen some quarterbacks. Um, really we have like Mike White and company that have, have had success in this system this year. I mean, they really have had some success. I mean, Elijah Moore and and it's some other weapons that have been used. I I don't know, man. I, I think this is a, uh, an offense that you can thrive in if you're a quarterback of this football team. And he's been a disaster, Zach Wilson. So a lot of growing pains there. The Saints, 6-7. and seven, Jets now 3-10. and 10. The Cowboys, 127-20. Uh, didn't really give me any uh, solidifying confidence in this team of being a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they almost blew a lead to the football team. They had a, a 22-0 lead at the half. Let Washington back in it, let up 20 points in the second half, almost blew it. Um, and I just don't think, look, I mean, Dak Prescott's not playing well. He's just not. Um, you know, he's making 40-some-odd million dollars a year, or whatever the hell the number is, and he's nowhere near what a $40 million quarterback is. That's all there is to it. I mean, he's just not. He's not Rodgers. He ain't Mahomes. Uh, you know, he's for the for all, all, all reasons that we've seen uh, in, 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 in a short time. Uh, he's not Lamar, <laughs> you know, he's not, he's certainly not Justin Herbert. He ain't Joe Burrow even, uh, he's not Josh Allen. Uh, he's not all these guys and he's just, um, he's not Russell Wilson. Uh, he's not in the upper, he's not in that elite, elite, elite group. And he's not in the one, a group with the Allens and Herberts and Burrows and all these guys. And I think Herbert in a couple of years, I mean, the way he's the trajectory he's on, he may very well be, you know, he may very well, very well be, uh, the best quarterback in the NFL in three in, in 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 three years if it takes that long. So this is a um, the the Cowboys are a disaster, man. Prescott throws two picks, not playing well. They're still not running the ball enough. I mean, the bright spots on this team here 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 are the bright spots, right? C.D. Lamb uh, to a degree, Michael Gallup to a degree, Amari Cooper and Micah Parsons and 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 that defense, right? I mean, those are those are the bright spots. This team, when you know Randy Gregory. Uh, is healthy and gets back. You put him with Micah Parsons. You've got some major, major defenders here. Landon Leighton Vanderesh is all over the place. Demarcus Lawrence is all over the place. This team picks up at least three, four sacks a game. They had five against the Washington Football Team. Micah Parsons had two of them. Micah Parsons is playing literally two, sometimes three positions. He'll play at defensive end. You can move him on the inside a little bit to try and stop the run, and then he goes back into coverage for crying out loud. He is a special dude. He's rookie of the year, in my opinion. And I also think he's defensive player of the year. The Cowboys, it's a big win. It's an important win because it's late. It's in the division uh, and all that. But I just don't have them anywhere near the top of the NFC. Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Arizona are miles ahead of the Dallas Cowboys. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Axe Exotic Pets and our great friends at Ken's Auto Detailing. Let's move through to the Seahawks beating the Texans 33-13. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, two TDs, I, I think he's kind of playing as, you know, what off to kind of try to add stock to him, right? I mean, if, if you're a team like the Eagles, the Giants, don't you look at Russell Wilson hard? I do. Eagles have a lot of draft capital in the first round. 
I'd give up half of it at least for Russell Wilson. You know, and I listen. If I'm the if I'm the Seahawks, I don't trade for uh, I don't trade Russell Wilson. But you have to think about it. If it's a rebuild, plus you're getting rid of the coach, uh, you might go to Russell Wilson and say, "Hey, you're our guy. We still want you here. We're going to do a, a mini reset." But would it help to have a new voice? Then you fire Pete Carroll. I mean, that's all there is to it. You're not going to keep Pete Carroll over freaking Russell Wilson. Okay, uh, Seattle does what they had to do. Hell of a game by Penny, the running back of Seattle. The Seahawks are five and eight. Texans are dreadful to 2-11. Oh, God, they are so pathetic. Denver pounded the Lions 38-10, a very emotional day. Demarius Thomas, um, 33 years old, gone. Uh, just an absolute uh, uh, shocker, uh, devastating for all those who have been around Demarius Thomas, one of the truly great wide receivers for a short time, and was really well-liked. Um, you know, Peyton Manning got really emotional, uh, and many others did. Uh, Melvin Gordon was terrific on the ground in this game, and they, they just steamrolled a bad team, Denver. That's all there is to it. That Denver defense is pretty darn good, and I'll tell you what, man, 7-6 and six for Denver, they're hanging around too. You know That's why the Bills are playing with fire, because they lost to the Jaguars. <laughs> you know The Bills are playing with fire, because all these teams are like breathing down their neck, and they all have the same record as Buffalo. Buffalo has a few tiebreakers, and they're in there at the seventh spot still. That's because they got lucky, because the Bengals lost to the Niners. We'll get to Buffalo in a minute. Chargers beat the Giants 37-21, to and the throw that Justin Herbert made, I mean, he is absolutely, positively unbelievable. The strength of his arm is, honest to God, I, I don't know. Is it, is it second to none? I mean, is it as equal as Mahomes? Is it like Allen's? I mean, it, it's, unbel- it's a cannon. I mean, it really is, it's just, it's incredible. Um, the throws that this guy makes. Um, that pass to Jalen Guyton at, at, at the end of the second quarter, four-play drive, 75 yards. I, I, I watched it so many times, and it just looked effortless. Justin Herbert is spectacular, man. And this Chargers team now at 8-5, and five, you know, we've got, an interesting situation going on because they're hanging around. They got a huge game on Thursday night football against the rival Kansas city chiefs. Uh, that game could go a long way in deciding what's happening. Herbert accurate is all accurate. 133.1 on the rating. He was 23, 31 for 275 and three touchdowns. I mean, the guy is absurd. Austin Eckler, 12 carries for 67 yards and a touchdown, you know, uh, spreading the wealth to the wide receivers. Uh, they can hit you deep. They can hit you short. They can hurt you in so many different areas. This is a fantastic offense. Um, and you know what? They have a triple uh, threat, right? I mean, they have the three-headed monster. I talk about it all the time in the NFL. The Chargers are right there. Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, and Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was out with Corona. Mike Williams stepped up, but he wasn't even the leading receiver. Normally he is. Palmer and Guyton both get in the act catching touchdowns. This Charger team... When they're on, when they're going, they've been streaky, they've been up and down, the roller coaster of a year, blah, blah, but when they get going, they are absolutely, positively fun to watch. All right, let's get through the last few games here from uh, the NFL Week 14. Um, man, this year's gone fast, huh? <laughs> God, it's unbelievable. Uh, just a tremendous, tremendous win uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. Um you know, I know that they were up, and, and that was, again, a common theme. They were up 20-3 to three in the third quarter. Um, 
you know, but the ability to hang in there and win and, and do enough and they went to OT and they didn't give up, um, you know, I think shows a lot, um, you know, outscored them six, three in the overtime. Um, I just thought that Jimmy Garoppolo showed why, um, and again, he, he was injured. I don't know why people hate on Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, oh, well, they got Trey Lance because Jimmy G's not a pro. He's a proven winner. He's like 20 games over 500 in his NFL career. Whatever the number is, 20, 25. He's really, really good. And he wins, man. I mean, that's the thing. He, he just wins. He keeps winning and winning and winning. And this offense right now is really, really scary because they're throwing at defenses. Kittle, Ayuk, Debo Samuel. You know, they're running the football pretty well. Elijah Mitchell was out next man up. Jeff Wilson Jr. gets right in there. Samuel is a major threat to run the football as well. He is a guy who in the red zone, I mean, if you're first and goal from the 5 to 8, 9, 10-yard line, I, I give it to him right off the shoot a couple of times. Um, whether that's a, 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 you know, a carry with like an end around or, you know, perhaps a, a screenplay of such or a slant or something. I mean, he's, God, he's really good. And, you know, if George Kittle, who now looks finally all the way back healthy and he's running those routes of old, um, that's a spectacular, spectacular offense. And their defense is just, it's a menace. I, I want nothing to do with that defense if I'm an NFC team in the postseason. Uh, if they get in, Nick Bosa with two more sacks on the year, uh, three overall tackles, two were solo. The 49ers got five sacks in this game. I mean, them, the Cowboys, all these teams just racking up sacks. How about Aziz El Shair? 11 tackles. He had a sack, five solo. I mean, Fred Warner was all over the place in this game. I mean, this team is, right now, they're seven and six. They've been humming for a while. They're five and two on the road. They can run the football. Uh, Joe Burrow was really good in this game as well. It's just in a losing cause. I mean, they came back and all the rest, but he was outstanding. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, uh, Joe Burrow. This offense reminds me a little bit of L.A. Chargers uh, when they get humming because they've got the young quarterback to match, and Her Herbert Burrow is very similar. Mixon, Eckler would probably give the nod to Mixon as a runner, but Eckler is a catcher, and, you know, a receiver and a runner. He is really, really good. And then you have... Again, three-headed monster, right? Burrow, Mixon, and then Chase, or in this case, Higgins, leading receiver, whatever the case may be. Chase had two touchdowns. So this is a really, 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 really good offense. Uh, they came back. It was ferocious, but man alive, San Francisco hung on. Good for them, the 49ers getting it done, 26-23. to 23. They're 7-6, and six, as are the Cincinnati Bengals. Just Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 33-27 winners over the Buffalo Bills. Most people, including me, left the Bills for dead. Uh, they were down 24-3 at the half. Just an unbelievable, uh, what looked to be an insurmountable uh, uh, deficit. And uh, the Bills uh, came roaring back, 24 points in the second half. Uh, force overtime, they got the ball back <clears throat> late after uh, Allen uh, really was just unbelievable in this game I mean he you know I know he was in the walking boot after the game but you can't you know you can't really uh, say anything I mean the, the, the Bills had to go through Josh Allen I, I suppose he probably could have run a little bit less I said before this game that the Bills had to go through Josh Allen 
I didn't mean that he needed to run it 12 times. <laughs> you know, maybe five, six times on those third and shorts and all the rest, but not 12. Uh, he was banged up in the in 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 the in the uh, boot uh, in the presser, and uh, you know we'll see what happens here with him if if he plays this week against Carolina at home. A must win for Buffalo. You know if they're going to do anything uh, in in the regular season to get in. Um, but the Bills came roaring back, and you got to give them credit. You know I don't know if they found something or not, but um, you know certainly <clears throat> in the second half when they got the ball back. And they scored uh, 7.29 left in the third, right? Because um, they got the ball back at the start of the half and I think exchanged possessions with Tampa. Then they got it back, and then they put it together uh, for a nine-play drive at 3.40 total time, 81 yards. And then Tampa got a field goal, and then it was Bills, five plays, 75 yards. Bang, 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 bang. Dawson Knox, 15-yard TD pass. Bang, 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 bang. Nine plays, 46 yards. Gabe Davis, boom, 24-27. Then it was 27-27. And then, obviously, Brashad Perriman catches that pass from Brady. Tremaine Edmonds, it looked like he was supposed to be on some kind of a middle coverage, although I think something got mixed up there. I don't know what people will look at. With I don't I don't go back and look at tape. Uh, I'm not a tape guy, uh, but I trust the likes of, you know, Greg Cosell and Joe Biscaglia, who I think is – I think he's just unbelievable at what he does covering the Bills. Um Anyway, the point is, uh, there was a mix-up somewhere. Edmonds should never have been left on Perriman. He's too slow, obviously, across the middle. Maybe a line, maybe a, a linebacker on a, on a, on a tight end. Uh, even then, Gronk would dominate or Cameron Brait would dominate or whatever the case may be. Um, but the Bills, you know, we'll see if they found something here. Second half, the offense, obviously they're going nowhere unless Allen is healthy. Uh, Allen was, you know, he was great. I mean, he had over 400 yards of total offense. He had three touchdowns, threw a terrible, terrible pick. He's got to stop doing that. Uh, and the Bills' defense, I give Leslie Frazier credit. Um, you know, I give him credit for adjusting and, you know, uh, had to bring the house, and they and they really, the blitz was effective after Tampa Bay took that big lead. It's also a major, major warning sign for the Bills because um, you have to blitz that much with this defense because your front line is so bad. It's so inconsistent. Mario Addison. Uh, Jerry, where's Jerry Hughes, right? I mean, where are these guys? I mean, they, they haven't done anything. Boogie Basham doesn't have a role on the team. Uh, Gregory Rousseau is a good run stopper, but not a good pass a rush guy. So this is a major, major issue right now for the Bills, the D-line. This is a flawed team. The Bills are a really, really flawed team, man. And I just don't know what the answers are other than you got to get through the year with the personnel you have, and then Brandon Bean's got his work cut out for him because he's got to fix the O-line, which was a disaster again. He's got to fix the running game. He's got to fix the D-line. I mean, this is this, this is a major, major, you know, this team is flawed. You know, for being a Super Bowl contender going into the year, this team is really flawed. And by the way, who do I blame most for the loss? Sean McDermott. Because Sean McDermott was Mr. Conservative in this game. You know, he didn't kick. They were down 10 nothing. They should have never kicked that field goal. What is three points going to do in that situation? They kicked the field goal. They end up going down by 21. Now, luckily for them, they came back. But that field goal, if you go for it there and, and you get six, it's a completely different ballgame, you know? You might not have to come back, you know, down 21. That's number one. Number two is McDermott decides to, on fourth and two early in the fourth third quarter, he decides to try a fake. Absurd. If you're going to try to get the first down, put your offense out there. Put your 6'5", 240-pound quarterback and Diggs and Davis and Knox and all, and Beasley. Put these guys out there, right? 
I mean, my God, try to get the first down with your freaking best players, your, 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 your electric offense, right? And then later in the third quarter, it's fourth and, and two or three, and he doesn't go for it. He punts. So I've had enough of him. Um, I'm not saying he should be fired, but I've had enough of his garbage. I've had enough of his conservative ways. He's acting like 2017 again, and frankly, he's driving me crazy. Bills, 7-6. and six, Buccaneers, 10-3. and three. They're perfect at home, by the way, at 6-0. and oh. Packers beat the Bears 45-30. to 30. Just an unbelievable game for Aaron Rodgers. And it was just, it was one thing after another for the Chicago Bears defense. They just could not slow down Aaron Rodgers. Right now, it's probably him and Brady neck and neck for MVP. But the Packers right now, they're the most complete football team out there by a shade over the Bucks, by a shade over the, you know, well, a couple shades over the Cardinals probably, um, by a shade over the Chiefs, et cetera, because they're doing, you know, they have the best, most complete offense uh, and, and just a ferocious defense that has been absolutely unbelievable this year. Brian Gudekitz, what a great job he's done. And Aaron Rodgers apparently, you know, cried over nothing. But Devondre Campbell, continue, Campbell continues to dominate 10 total tackles. Uh, excuse me, 16 total tackles. Oh, my goodness. Nine were solo. And Green Bay, you know, a couple of sacks, right? Um, they they tackle for, for loss all the time. Uh, this is a team that has had injuries galore. I mean, Zedaria Smith has been out. Jair uh, Alexander has been out. They haven't missed a beat. And they have a three-headed monster, right? They have they have the three-headed monster that I've talked about all year. It's Aaron Rodgers, and then it's either A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones, and it's always Devontae Adams, man. Devontae Adams is a spectacular, dominating receiver. Ten catches, 121, and two touchdowns. This guy is awesome. I actually saw a lot in Justin Fields in this game, even though he threw two picks. Uh, he was scampering out of the pocket. He was throwing on the run and looked really, really good. The Bears just simply need to reset with their front office. They got to fire Ryan Pace. You got to fire Matt Nagy. And you got to go out and get a real football ops guy and, and an offensive innovative coach to guide Justin Fields in the right direction. Or hire a, a, a veteran head coach who's been around for uh, a long time and, and have him hire the right offensive coordinator, you know, the right person. Um, Packers now to 10 and 3, 6 and 0 at home. And baby, does it look like it's going through Lambeau or what? There's nothing like playoff football at Lambeau, man. Bears fall to four and nine, two and five on the road. Rams over the Cardinals, thirty to twenty-three. A great game for the LA Rams. They needed this. Matt Stafford, three touchdown passes. He was huge in this game. Cooper Cup, great. Sony Michelle, great. Uh, Kyler Murray threw two picks that hurt him. Um, you know, and the Cardinals, I, I, I thought, got bullied a little bit in this game by the Rams. Uh, Aaron Donald was an absolute menace in this game, and in, in a game where you know, it showed that he's still, you know, one of the top couple players in the league on the defensive side of the ball and really overall had three sacks in this game. He's just unbelievable. Uh, and he hasn't dominated much this year, but he did dominate in this game. The offense, again, was unbelievable uh, across the board, super efficient, running it, throwing it, et cetera. Beckham Jr. had a great game, touchdown catch, 77 yards on six catches. Um, the Rams, tell you what, man, that was such a big win. They avenged the loss earlier against the Arizona Cardinals uh, in uh, L.A., and uh, this team was uh, was humming. And they are now in the conversation for the division still. Um, that was what that win did. I don't put them with, with uh, Tampa. I'd probably put Green Bay and Tampa 1-2, well, 1-1-A, 
and then probably in the two group is Arizona and the Rams still, and, and probably three group is Dallas uh, and, and the rest of the group. So um, the rest of the conference team. So this is just a great win for the Rams. And one win can really swing things this late in the year. Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, Eagles were all off. My game ball goes to Dalvin Cook. Of the Minnesota Vikings, a spectacular game on Thursday Night Football. 205 yards, two touchdowns on 27 carries. That's your Week 14 NFL recap. I'm Mike Lindsley, ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Prestwick Golf, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and Rosie's Corner. Make sure you stop by Rosie's for Fish Friday every single week with the mac and cheese coleslaw and french fry side options as well. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.